Promotional consideration paid for by the following. I'm hungry for something different. Zebra. Zebra Bar. Get the fever. It's the candy bar that's fun to try. It's half smooth white milk chocolate. And the other half is deep dark chocolate. Wow, it's enormous. How about cream filling? That too. Put it in your mouth. Yes. Whichever side you crave, pick up a zebra bar and let the chocolate melt in your mouth. Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Thursday. It's episode 388, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. I had a different call sign I was going to tell myself. Oh, yeah, the greatest man you could ever imagine. How about that? I'm even better than you could ever even think that I am. Boom, I'm the greatest. But with me, as always, he might not be the greatest man you could ever imagine, but he is here. He's the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringer, the beast master. Third shift, he's Eric, and he's here to tell us how his week was. Hey, Eric, I know it was a better week than last time. How was your week this week? All right. First off, it was a decent week. Second off, in your video game releases, you're going crazy, man. Okay? Yes, yes. You're losing yes. your mind. This is too much. All it's right? good. We might have to cancel one of your things. We got stuff to talk about today. All right? No, no, you're no. No, no we don't. We literally don't. We literally what's the do. What's the topic? All right? It's nothing. Listen. Come on. Listen. It's absolutely nothing. It's boring. I, it's fun to talk about, though, okay? It's no, it's not. About. It's fun. I like to talk about business buzzwords. It's great. This guy, he's the worst. He's the worst sometimes. You know, you want to do game news, right? And this guy's like, no, nah, I don't want no game news, brah. I just, <laughs> then he falls asleep. He goes to bed. He just sleeps. He just goes to bed. And you're like, but we got game news. I don't care about this game news. He don't want to tell it to the people. He says no to the people. There was no news. They but didn't say the, anything. That's the fun of it. God, that's the fun of it. That's the, I love this stuff. I love it. I eat it up when people can... Talk around something so much. It's just, it's amazing. No. But anyways, we're not there yet. We got to start off where we're supposed to be. In the day, the week, okay? We went and did some Dungeons and Dragons, didn't we, Matt? We went and played some D&D. We went, oh, I'm going to roll the dice. And I rolled bad dice. And I rolled lots of bad dice, except for a couple times, and I rolled some good dice. And we saved the day. We didn't find literally anything out, though. Found nothing out in this campaign that we did the other day. Doesn't matter doesn't matter i got the flail dude i got the flail yeah he got a really cool flail but as to answers for anything we're looking for or searching for we found nothing we didn't get uh, any further and then we left the, the cool dungeon that we were in so i'm like well that was fun but i didn't get any answers there's no answers to anything yet we're still just wandering around aimlessly what the hell are we doing hey i still like it what's my guy there to do i don't know do some stuff hey what'd we do we did some stuff I had a great time. Hey, listen, I got a mission in my life. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I'm over here going, can we can we try to figure out what's happening? And, and, and so far, we're just like, nah, brah, maybe. You can go on this little adventure, see what you find. Didn't find nothing, did you? Oh, shit. Well, I didn't. To be fair, he did say, like, hey, we're trying to, like, set up. This is how fights are going to work. Oh, this yeah. is how that kind of stuff's going to So we're technically still in, like. Still in the intro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was fun. It was fine. We had a good time. Did all that. Then, of course, what else did I do? I went to a Super Bowl party, man. Went over to a bowl of buddies that I've gone to for, gosh, I think at least 10, 11 years in a row now, if not more. Watched the Super Bowl, about three-fourths of the Super Bowl, to be fair. I went home about three-fourths through third quarter, midway through third quarter. Had fun. Lots of good food. Always so much good food to eat. Just sitting there, I'm getting fat and happy. Commercials. 
nothing really crazy. Nothing struck my fancy. There was one really, really, really good one. And I don't even remember what it was. So was it so good that I can remember it? No. But I know I did laugh. I had a good laugh at it. The Michael Sarah one was a chuckle. That one was enjoyable. Um, beyond that, oh, that's the one I actually laughed at. I got it. The Ryan Reynolds and Matt Damon one where they're dancing and he's out there doing a rap beat. And then Matt Damon's on the side going, you're really making this hard to be your friend, man. I know I said I'd be there for you. But this is it's going to be too much. I don't, I don't know. It, it was it was just really good. The the comedic back and forth between the two and the whole commercial itself all tied together really well. So kudos to them. They know how to make a, a Super Bowl commercial still. A lot of people, they don't. Beyond that, the trailer for Wolverine uh, uh, and freaking Deadpool, that was really good. And that was it. Uh, I had no stake in the game. I didn't care who won, really. I kind of just went with the 49ers just because, and they ended up losing. So, you know, yay for that, I guess. I don't, I don't really care, but at the same time, I'm like, God dang, I just, just wanted to win just because, and they still couldn't win. I'm in the same boat. I didn't care about the Super Bowl. I decided not even to really watch it. I put it on in the living room while I played games here just so I'm going to get up and use the restroom. What's going on? Oh, stuff. And I thought, well, I should watch it. I don't care about the teams. And again, I would have picked the 49ers and they would have lost anyway. Mm -hmm. And I went, well, you should watch it for the ads. What's the one thing I hate like most in this world? Advertisements, commercials. Okay, I better not do that. I watched the halftime show. That was good. I like that. And I didn't really give a crap about it. It wasn't bad, don't get me wrong. It was kind of fun seeing like those old school singers and whatnot all coming out and doing their thing and the roller skating thing. But none of that music, you know, I don't care about any of it, so it just was what it was. And I'm not like a super Usher fan or anything, but it reminded me of like old school Super Bowl halftime shows where it's the performer doing stuff. He's singing, he's dancing, he's like covered in sweat because he's working hard like James Brown style. And it's not like giant weird set pieces that are taking clouds floating everywhere and distracting you from like oh people are just kind of walking back and forth and 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 rapping a tune he's he's busting his ass they come up he's now he when he shows back up he's got a different outfit on he's doing something else so it felt it felt old school it felt like small you know even though there was a big stage mm-hmm. it was just big so they could dance and roller skate and do cool stuff yeah. i liked it it had a lot of people of the era which like i said i did appreciate that but on the downside, it created a new meme where Usher was hugging, um, I don't know what her name is, the other gal. Alicia Keys. And he was hugged. And then all the memes started going around like, this is your wife at work, you know, and this is da-da-da, this is your woman with your best friend, da-da-da, and all that where he's hugging her and it looks all like super like they know each other real well. And it's funny. There's a new meme now. Brand new meme came out of it. So I guess for the young culture, there you go. You got a meme. I mean, that's ha- you makes you happy, right? You young people, you love... Getting a new meme to do your thing with, so more power to you. Last but not least, I did play some Infinite Wealth, and it was a good time. I've had fun. I've already talked to Matt a lot about it, so I'll keep it kind of short and just say a billion side quests. And now that Matt has opened my eyes and made me go, oh, yeah, that's right. There's a billion side quests. Not You just don't need to go to the next main quest. You can just go do all this. I've started to, of course, slowly parade around the entire environment doing stuff. But, of course, I went to, like, the Ola Beach, and there's a bunch of baddies there that are too powerful for me. So I'm over here trying to, like, skirt and dive and get around them to get to the quests, and I'm like, okay, that's, what am I doing? You can, you're going to inevitably be able to come to this place later. you got to stop. You're wasting time skirting and scooching around things. 
Go back up to the ones you can do easily. Just go do those and then do the main story and then come back to this. No, Eric. What, Matt already told you. What he, he told you. He said, what if they're gone? What if they're gone, Eric? And then you won't be able to do them. But they're not going to be. They're going to be there. No, they're not. You got to go do them. So I've wasted time now skirting and going around, screwing around, doing these side quests, especially down by the beach. And then I got attracted to one quest that has you going to the ocean collecting trash. So I started just sitting there collecting trash for like 45 minutes. And that's when I really went, this has to stop. I can't. I can't do this. I can't spend an hour collecting trash in the water with my life. I, I, I can't. I got to stop this. So I abandoned that quest and I left. Not to say I abandoned it, but you know what I mean. I just left and stopped trying to get all the stuff from the lady who gives you stuff for giving her trash. And I walked away from it. I'm proud of myself. I did it, Matt. I walked away from it, only getting like two or three things. And maybe I'll go back, but I can't afford to waste 45 minutes collecting trash in the water right now. Two things. One, real quick. Is Dobby, like, going absolutely nuts over there? Like, what the hell is going on? All the dogs are going completely apeshit upstairs. (laughs) Because they've decided they want to play with the dogs and make them go wild. I was going to say, I might have to leave that in, because the whole time you're talking, all I hear is like, not all I hear, but I'm hearing it going in. Anyway, second thing. Oh, good job, Eric. I almost did the same thing. Well, I first discovered you could dive for treasure, or treasure, you know, things in the ocean. I did the whole beach. And then I found her, and I went, I can't do it. So good on you for walking away from that trap. Just be aware that there are like 500 more. And I'll talk about another one that I got sucked into when I get to my segment. But Nice. It was one of those things where I went, how many do I have? Okay, one more pass. How many do I have now? i got to stop. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then I'm doing it with something else. It's great. Nice. But that was my week, everybody. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. It was a pretty good week. And I'm about to have a glorious week, and I got a four-day weekend ahead of me, and I'm looking forward to it big time. What about you, Matt? I should take Tuesday off so I can have a four-day weekend also. But my last week, it was pretty good. Went and did D&D, like we talked about, had a great time, got a new flail, got punched in the face by a bookcase. If you want to know, hey, you should be in our D&D group. So that was fun. Very next day, out to Wharton Center, went and saw Funny Girl, a legendary musical that I've heard about, you know, for... Not like decades, but it's one of those ones that it's a classic. Everybody knows this. And then hearing some of those classic moments from it, the classic songs, I'm like, ah, this is where that song came from. This is how I know this thing. And the performances were great. Again, a couple technical issues where somebody was saying a line and their mic wasn't on for some reason. So guy in the back, I'm telling you, I know you don't listen to this podcast because you would have heard me call you out like two or three or four or 15 times. But still, overall, a great show. The Act 1 ending, like where she sings the big famous song and it's a big moment and the lights and the colors and everything is just popping. Great show. Awesome show. They even did like a, if you saw my picture on Instagram, they did like an old school like theater marquee kind of around the stage. So it was like you were kind of going back in time to those, you know, that old school theater type of thing. It was great. Wonderful. Awesome time. Video game front. Been playing some Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. I am a couple more members down. Some awesome moments have been happening. Some like super cool moments, some really funny moments. I won't spoil anything, but uh, when Superman shows up, it's just a great, there's a great boomerang line. It's, I mean, it's two lines back to back, but it counts as one line. Just perfect. It's just great. And I just, I'm having a blast with it, but I'm trying to pace it out because I feel like with the amount of Justice Leaguers that are, out of the picture right now, as we shall say. There's only a few left, 
So I'm like, well, am I, is this going to be like boom, boom, and we're done? I mean, I can't imagine that it is. But if it is, I want to pace this out and and not be like, oh, in two weeks, I beat the game. It's done. And now I'm in the, the loot hog portion of it. So I'm kind of trying to not wean off of it or ease away from it, but just trying to portion it out. So in the place of when I'm playing that, I'm just playing like a dragon infinite wealth. Oh, I'm in it. Like every time I come home, I just play that. When I wake up before work, when I have my work at home day, I pop it in. When it's lunchtime for the work at home day, I pop it on. It's just so good. And I mentioned getting hooked into stuff. I, I, I cleared out like the entire east side of the island of sub stories, of the conversations, the walk and talks, the everythings. I went, okay, I'm going to focus on story a little bit because I still, I still, I still don't have jobs available. I still can't change my crew's stuff. So I went and did story. I even Googled it. I told Eric this. Which chapter do jobs unlock in chapter five sometime? Okay. We're just we're not gonna beeline, but we're gonna do story. Story, 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 story. Okay. I'm not digging this part of the story, this chapter. I'm falling asleep. But jobs unlocked. Okay. Put people in new jobs. I'm delighted by the outfits, by the skills, by the little cutscene when you unlock your job. Oh, it's great. It's fun. Oh, I'm multi-classing now a little bit, you know, because you can inherit some skills that you have from all the other jobs you unlocked. Great, fun, wonderful. Everyone has these crazy outfits now and crazy weapons. Oh, it feels so good. Oh, as a result of the story, it's time to go to Dondoko Island. And you get to play like three days in that, in that time frame, the little Animal Crossing Island. So I got sucked into that. You do the three days, and then you can go home. They're even like, hey, here's the dolphin. You can ride the dolphin. Go back. I went, yeah, but, but look at all this stuff I can do. Oh, every, every day I can go clear out more stuff and then open up more island. And then I have a little story scene. And then it opens up more areas you can clear out to get more resources, to build more things, to put more stuff on the island. Oh, I just unlocked the little resident habitat. So now I can have people come and visit the island. So now they can enjoy this while I'm trying to work on this other thing. And every day you get a little list of five things you can do for bonus Dondoko bucks. Oh man, I got to do all those things. I got to go catch all the bugs. I got to go clear all the trash. I got to go build all the things. I got to go build up my house. Oh, I can unlock an expansion for my house? Absolutely. Oh, I can unlock upgrades for my tools? Oh, I got to absolutely do that. Oh, by the way, what's the main game doing? It's just sitting there waiting for me. All these other hours of other things. All the side content on the west side of the island. The giant randomized dungeon that I found that I was going to sink a bunch of time into right before this opened up. Oh yeah, that's still waiting over there. Uh, it's nuts, but I'm having a great time with it. It's so much fun no matter what I do. I'm in it now. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in it, in it, and too many other games are coming out. Like two other games that I want to play that I'm going to talk about real quick in the releases, they're out right now. Another thing is out right now. Two more weeks from now, there's another thing coming out. It's too much. There's already games that are just sitting that I have, but Infinite Wealth is so much fun. Everything I do is a lot of fun. Even though everything is a big time sink, it's still a lot of fun to do. So it's been a great week of doing a lot of great, fun things. I don't know what else to say. It's nuts. Let me just tell you, first off, Matt, the more you talk, you're convincing me I should just put Infinite Wealth down, go to Persona 3, because <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Oh my god, it's just it's too much. It, it's gonna it's overwhelming, and uh, and I already know, of course, when FF seven comes out, that everything stops regardless. So I'm like, man, 
So it's too late to start a new thing, even though you have some hours in it. It's too late. You're not going to finish that either. No, I know. I know. But it's still crazy. And then secondly, no, dude, you shouldn't. I know you enjoy Suicide Squad, but you should totally go in there and whoop its ass and beat the game and finish it. That way you can get onto one of the literally eight to ten other games that we're having, you know, at our little buffet here. So I know you enjoy it and you wanted to draw it out a little bit, but no, man, if you can smash through it, you smash through it. You enjoy it, eat that. You know, everything doesn't have to be this tasty 20-hour meal. You can... You can enjoy a fast food meal. You can just, you know, nom, 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 nom. oh, those fries were good. I'll clean it off with a milkshake, walk the hell away, move on with your day. I mean, you are right, and it's not like I'll forget the good times I have with it, but you know how it is. When you do, like, a, a straight-up action game for, like, a week or two, and then it's done, two weeks later when you're involved in the other thing, oh, was that good? Yeah, it was It was pretty good. I like. There was that part where, you know, you, like... Yeah. I don't want it to just fade away, especially with mm-hmm. all the... You, you know how I feel about the, the negative hype and stuff. I want it to drag on so I can see. I got to be still playing it when Joker drops, when the Season 1 stuff comes in, when all the other True. enemy stuff happens. Because uh, otherwise I'm going to go, oh, yeah, I should reinstall that someday. 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 Maybe after this other game. And it never will happen. Yeah. That's true. But you know what will happen, Matt? is the game I'm about to talk about, all right? Because this game, it was talked about and show, showcased at the last little big presentation me and you watched for PlayStation a little ways back. And that was Legendary Tales, developed by Urban Wolf Games Incorporated, and it released February 8th, 2024. Now, this is the one that was kind of overlooked, because Metro Awakening was the one I got super hyped about, was very excited about. I did say, however, it looked interesting, but... Metro was the one I really wanted to play. This is the skeleton punching game, right? Yes. Okay, cool. This is the one you were like, sweet. Now, what's cool about this is just like you were talking about, you can play up to four four friends on this one, and all it's about, it's, it's really simple, folks. It's not much to really talk about, to be honest with you. You're a hero. You come into this encampment. There's a big, giant castle, and then there's a bunch of caverns that go down into God knows where in the underworld, and you're going to explore them. You get to be an archer, you get to be a sorcerer, you get to be a warrior, you get to be any mix or combination of these things, using magic, fire, ice, lightning, uh, swords of all sorts of different kinds, once again, bows, etc. And you can also, using your abilities, spec midway through those, you can, you can, you know, you're building your character, you can be what you want to be, you can be a battle mage in this game, you can have sword skills, but also get a little good, you know, good one of your fire or your ice, whatever spell, you know, fancies you, and have that too. So you can be casting spells, things get close, all of a sudden you're just, boom, slashing, hacking, killing monsters. They got goblins, they got skeletons, and other baddies, you know, awaiting you in these dungeons. It looks like actually a lot of fun. And I feel bad because I kind of, like I said, I didn't dismiss it, but I went, Awakening's the game I really want. But after actually watching two reviews of this thing, and checking it out some more, I went, holy crap, this actually looks really good. And then I was like, well, let me go check what the scores are, you know, the aggregated scores are. And it's, like, good, a good game. It's actually, like, 7.7, I think, in that range, which for VRs, really dang good, you know, because most time VR gets trashed on, and you're looking at five sixes in that range. So the fact that this thing's at a 7.7 or so, very, very cool. Unfortunately, the downside, I think this game's, like, 55 bucks or so. And you know what? People got to get paid for the work. I get it. But 
it comes down to I got so many great games coming out and so many good things to play that it's hard to be like, yeah, I can throw 55 bucks at this one and I'll play it. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, will I get 55 bucks worth out of it? And I think I will. I really do. I've been sitting here all day thinking about it as I watch those reviews. And if you don't know, it's a first-person game because guess what, folks? You're in VR, and you're going to do all the cool. It's got really cool haptic feedback from what I hear. Whenever, like, you put up your shield and an arrow strikes it, it does a thud. You get that nice thud feeling, same with the swords and hitting. Like you said, Matt, you can bang on the skeletons, throw them around. It's got, uh, what do they call that? I forget. When uh, the environmental the environment's really uh, usable and, and moves with you, uh, so basically, if you throw the skeleton at a table, it smashes in the table, breaks apart, throws the apples off the table. You can take the candles, throw them around. They'll, you know, they'll obviously fizzle out because you threw the candle. The environment's very destructible, usable, and gives you that really cool sense of like being in the VR game, which is really cool. And the reason we kind of overlooked it is the graphics overall seem kind of, uh, you know, kind of meh, not, you know, nothing like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm, this is really blowing my damn mind like Horizon's graphics did. Horizon's graphics were absolutely gorgeous. But all in all, I, like I said, after watching a bunch of gameplay, it looks really good, especially as I've always told you guys, when you're in VR, it seems 10 times better than what it is when you're just watching some trailer, you know, on your screen. So definitely give this one a go. If you got the PlayStation VR 2, I wish they had a demo. You know, that would be perfect for this game, I think. But definitely at least go look at the reviews and, and listen to what the folks say about it because they sold me on it, and I was originally just going to skip this one. But I'm thinking I might change my mind and pick this one up and use it as an excuse to get a game for the girls, but it's really for me too. You know, one of those kind of things. So I think it's going to win out. So Legendary Tales, everybody. Really cool PSVR 2 game. Kind of getting you into these awesome dungeons, fighting all sorts of old-school baddies, skeletons, hobgoblins. Have a great time with some magic. Have a great time with some swords. Get in there in that VR world and support it. Because if you don't support it, it's going to go away again for like 10 to 20 years before we get another shot at it. And I don't want that to happen. I know Matt's hoping for it, but I'm not. I want to see it succeed so I can go lay on my bed with my cool Nero weird headset and never come back to reality. See, I'm just glad that you said you were going to support it. Because a lot of times you're like, I want VR to succeed. And that game came out, but... I ain't gonna buy that. I don't. I don't want to play that. That's not cool. I don't think I'm gonna buy that. I'm like, well, gosh, golly, Mister Mister doesn't support his own technology that he likes. So I'm glad to hear that you are interested that's, in this. That's one. partially true, but I did at least already invest the damn six hundred dollars, Matt, into the damn base device. So no matter what, I spent six hundred dollars on a damn thing. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Now, you tried to bust my balls for all the things that I put under the releases, but you got to remember, you got to realize, and you folks know this, hey, what comes? What happens when there's a release of a game that Matt is definitely going to play? He can't talk a lot about it because he's not going to go super in-depth and have a bunch of stuff spoiled for himself. So the first thing I'm talking about is Banisher's Ghost of New Eden, and the one I'm most excited about, honestly. That's why this is the big one, and I put this in first, and then I went, well, if I don't say enough about it, I'll talk about this and I'll talk about this. So this came out on the 12th of February, developed by Don't Nod, the people behind Life is Strange, published by Focus Interactive. This is out for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series consoles. This is the game where you're in 1600s America, you're playing as a husband and wife duo, and your job is to go and hunt ghosts and banish ghosts. They're haunting the living, they're causing all kinds of bad stuff. If something goes wrong in your initial adventure, your wife is killed, but she becomes a ghost. And now the, the whole thing is, 
Are you going to banish her like you're supposed to? Or are you going to try and keep her around? Because in this game, as you're going around solving ghost problems, investigating ghost problems, seeing the effects that the dead are having on the living, what happened here? Why is this ghost here? Why is he still haunting this person? What kind of troubles are going on? You can either absolve the ghost, I think is what it's called, which essentially send him to heaven. You can banish the ghost, essentially send it to hell because it's a bad ghost. Or you can side with the ghost and take the lives of the people. Now, why the hell would you do that? That's crazy. That's stupid. If you do that and you amass enough power, then you can bring your wife back. So there's this constant figure out what's going on, figure out how these things are affecting the people in the real world, but also you have this inner struggle because your wife is there with you and you can bring her back. You have a way to save her, but is it worth like the cost of your soul, the price you have to pay internally in your heart? So that's super interesting. What I've heard about the game, A, it looks great from what I've seen. looks really good. What I've heard about is the story. Some of the stories aren't that great, but the story of you and your wife, really compelling. All the really quiet moments you have around a campfire. Your bond is really well written, which you would expect from the life of strange people. Their games are all about emotion, weighty emotional conversations, that kind of stuff. I played Life is Strange True Colors and fell in love with it, so I'm excited to see what they can do in this really unique scenario. I've also heard the action in this game, because it is an action, like third-person action game, in the combat scenarios, it's actually pretty good. You get a bunch of ghost enemies that have a bunch of special abilities, can do a bunch of cool stuff. You, as the guy in the real world, have your own skills. You can also switch to your ghost wife in kind of a, uh, like a Shadow of Mordor type of thing, where she has her own abilities. So I've seen, like in the IGN review, you get a couple like, and then switch to her, and then boom, this big area of effect. All kinds of cool stuff. Other people have said the combat's not like the top tier. It's it's don't nod, but I've heard that the combat is better than you would expect it to be. And the story is pretty darn good too. So you mix all that together. It sounds like a game that I'm going to be playing. I'm excited for it. I'm definitely going to get it. And then I'm going to also mention, hey, we've talked about games on the plate. Because in one day, as we're recording this on Friday, Skull and Bones comes out. Developed and published by Ubisoft, PC, PS5, and Xbox Series consoles. Nobody has a proper review out that I've seen. I read the Games Radar review where they said, hey, it's pretty good. It feels a little different than you'd expect. It's a little slower than you'd expect. And all the really cool systems are hidden behind either hours or figuring out how they work. Hey, that's exactly what the alpha was. I started off, had no idea what I was doing, how to do anything. By the end of the alpha, I went, I'm getting it. I'm starting to get it. I'm, I'm liking this now. So that's on the plate too. And then the ultimate distraction. Because those two... That it requires me to buy another game. Budgets, monies, all that stuff. But there's a free DLC for a game I haven't played in a long time, but I still have access to on Game Pass right now. Microsoft Flight Simulator's Dune DLC is available right now as of yesterday for PC and Xbox Series consoles. You can fly around Arrakis in the Ornithopter. I watched the, the reveal trailer, like the, the launch date trailer for this. My jaw was on the floor. Look at Arrakis. Look at the sandstorm coming in. How can you not play this? This is why I had to list it. If I watched it, I went, oh, it looks all right. No, it looks so good. Just like everything in that game looks good. Oh, my God. How can I possibly choose, Eric? Suicide Squad, Infinite Wealth, Persona 3 Reload, which I haven't even touched, Banishes Ghost of New Eden, Skull and Bones, this Dune DLC. I could just fly around in Arrakis for a week. Dragon's Dogma 2, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. There's a lot of good games, man. Okay? I know, yeah. 
I gotta tell the people all about every single one of them. The Dune one needs to just you gotta. No, no, Eric, no, no, no. That just needs to go. You don't even understand. You don't understand, Eric. You don't. You don't get it. I don't, and that's fine. We just let it go. No, see, this is this is like when you talk about wow and stuff. I'm like, I don't get it, but whatever. It makes Eric happy. To be happy that this makes me happy, Eric. Come on now. I know, but there's so much good stuff, and I don't want you to miss it because you were flying around in Microsoft. With the dune buggy thing. Uh, just come on. There's too much good stuff. And I ain't going to be able to talk to you about it. Because you're going to make me listen to you talk about this dang... Vroom, the arrow, cherry chopper, whatever the damn things in there. Yeah. Dude, it goes... <laughs> and then the, yeah. the, like, the rocket boosters. Yeah. And the sandstorms yeah, I'm gonna have coming about in. that. Ooh. And I'm going to say, did you play Everson Rebirth? Nah, man. I was too busy flying my dune chapter up in the... Mm-hmm. My, and it's going to make me sad. I feel... I already feel it in my bones. Uh, but anywho's, you know what? You put up something here interesting, and I didn't see this. And now I've told you, I was fine with the Silent Hill 2 trailer, man. I was fine with it. I agree. I've heard a lot of people just mad dogging it, just throwing the trash can. But I chalked it up to people just hate the Bloober team. People are really mad about the Bloober team. I have no issues with the Bloober team. I want them to succeed, and I feel like the Bloober team wants to succeed. However, as you pointed out, apparently... Their CEO is also very upset with the uh, the trailer and what it portrayed, and I get a portion of it. It did showcase a lot of gun and, and shooting, which isn't what Silent Hill 2 is about at all. I get that part. I don't know if he went into detail because I didn't see it, so I don't know if you can elaborate any on this, but it's very interesting to me. So did, did they go into detail of any of this stuff, Matt, or is it just he a, a real big blanket statement? Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, he does mention, you know, he wasn't sp- particularly happy with it, but the actual marketing of the game is not any of their responsibility. So they specifically mentioned Konami is, this is all them. That's all they do. And we had mentioned, and I specifically had mentioned, it seems like a lot of shooting. It's a weird trailer for a Silent Hill game. You agreed with that. Apparently, people have been busting on the animations, the graphics. I thought those looked good. He mentioned that too. Like he didn't appreciate the the way it was portrayed. Like, but he he specifically said in his statement, and I don't have it pulled up exactly, but he said like it doesn't portray the heart of what Silent Hill Two was, or the heart of what we are making here in the new version, which I agree with because it was an action heavy. Let's shoot up the crazy weird monsters trailer. But for people who want the traditional Silent Hill, his statement kind of said that's what. We love from the first one, that's what this is going to be. So why they would market it as this strange, you know, Resident Evil 4, essentially, just just a strange decision. But he sounded like he knows what it's supposed to be, that's what they're going for. But it was just kind of a, a disappointment that they re- released this and that everybody's dogging on it and dogging on Bloober Team when what they're making is not what they showed. And see, I have faith in Bloober Team, so I I can and I I'm a, it's, it sounds arrogant and dumb, but I see through the bullshit. The trailer showcased a lot of stuff, and then yeah, there are points where you're shooting. Konami threw a lot of that in, blah 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 blah. And of course, they showed just some kind of weird weird angles and weird moments. But I saw all the key stuff from two that I remember. So I'm like, no, 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 there. That's the right part. That's the moment that hits. That's that's where that happens. So I feel like it's just Konami coming back. You know, just imagine. Remember that movie, Underworld? Remember where the vampire, he wakes up, Vincent or whatever, I've been asleep for a long time. And she's like, you got to save us. And he's like, once again, it's Konami. They're coming back 
from their grave. You know, they're waking up. And they're like, last time I was awake, it was 1994. And they're like, what are people in 1994 like? Oh, they want to boop. So they pieced together some archaic trailer that nobody cares about because that in 1994, that's not, we didn't care about that. And that's what they did. Because they're a vampire. Konami's just a vampire from the old days. And they woke up. And unfortunately, the Bloober team has to go, hey, here's this cool thing we're making for you because you wanted us to. And the evil vampire goes, yes, let me put it together. I shall show you what the masses want. And you know, it's not. And so we got to kill them with a werewolf. You know what I'm saying? Remember how Underworld went? I feel like this is a very strange and tortured analogy. You try to take it way too far. I understand that you are, you are literally texting Bloober Team right now. When you turned yes. and got your phone, you were like, don't worry, guys. I'm supporting you on my podcast. I love you guys. Smooch, smooch, hugs and kisses. I know that's what was <laughs> happening. I know it's too close to home. But I, f- I feel like his comments just demonstrated all the things that people, that you and I specifically, said about it. Mm-hmm. It was a, a strange trailer. I feel like they're jumping on the Dead Space and the Resident Evil hype train. I'm like, look, mm-hmm. it's a horror game. Look, you can shoot. We've covered it already. His comments showed that they do understand what they're doing. They know what's going on. It's just a strange mm-hmm. marketing trailer that was put together. Yeah, and I agree with that, 100%. But I'm not backing down, man. They're, Konami's just an old vampire. They make lots of money in the casinos. They don't really know what the game world's like anymore. They're trying to come back, which I'm glad because they they hold the licenses to a lot of properties I love. But I wish, I just wish they wouldn't touch any of it. You know, goddamn it, Konami, just don't don't get involved. Just go ahead and give it out and give lots of money to the teams you're investing in that you trust, and let them do the thing. With that though, whatever. Good on your Bloober CEO. Let them know. You're making a damn good Silent Hill 2, and I can't wait to play it. I don't care what the others say. I mean, they are doing it. They are doing what you wanted. They just made yeah, a weird trailer. So it's... I know. Just mad about Konami, because they're getting all the podcasts going. They're already... You know how this goes, man. The podcast trains. They're already out there going, yep, Silent Hill 2, you might as well throw that in the dumpster. <laughs> trash. Bloober Team's Trash. And it's already happening. And then you know what'll happen. What do I gonna, what do I already it, the say? The wave's gonna go big. I have to tell you this every two weeks, Eric. You gotta stop listening to those podcasts. Because you uh, get all hot under the It's co- all of them. Though. You get hot under the No, not the podcast I, I listen to. Because they don't talk about that stuff. Because they're not they're not idiots. They're not fools. Oh, I'm telling you. Just get off that train, man. This see, this is you, old man at Cloud. I'm old man at Cloud with Suicide Squad on Twitter that nobody else sees or cares about. You're old man at Cloud on these podcasts that you listen to that nobody I don't see. I don't listen. I don't care. But you don't listen to these podcasts. I know that's what, what I'm saying. So you got to stop listening to those podcasts. They just make you mad. You got to stop it. Stop it. But that's the only podcast there are. These are. I listen to all the big ones. I try to keep my thumb on what the general populace is, you know, doing, and and obviously the big ones they all do the the whole hoo ha, you know. That's why I listen to them. But generally, they don't agree with what I agree with. You know how it goes. We won't go deeper into it, but we just got different views. The world and me, we're not the same, but that's okay. Ice cream scoop. Ice cream scoop. That's, that's right. All I'm Ice say. cream scoop it right out. Bloop. You know me. No matter what, I'm playing Silent Hill 2 and enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah. So it'll be a good time for me regardless. So next up, there was a big hubbub. There was all kinds of kerfuffle. There was all kinds of... This is me reading on Twitter and everyone going, what the hell is this? And me initially reading the clickbaity headlines going, what the hell is this? Because if you see all the retweets 
Everybody, IGN put up the headline. It wasn't even Kotaku. It wasn't even Polygon. It wasn't even some weird outlet that that you know Games Radar does it a lot. Put out the clickbaity headline and then bury the lead. Actually, IGN did it. They even framed it like this: like since PS5 didn't meet its sales quotas or sales goals for the fiscal year so far, even though that ends in like March or April, so they could get a few more sales. Since that. Sony Head says PS5 is entering the latter stage of its life cycle. So they make it out to be PS5 is failing. So they're just going to abandon it and work on PS6. If you read the actual article, their sales goal was like $25 million. They're at $21 million. That's a lot of millions. That's a lot of millions in sales and things. And then they actually say in this article, yeah, it's entering the second half of its lifespan, which, sure... It hasn't even been out for four full years yet, so I am still a little bitter about that. But if you saw this, if you saw the headline, it reads as, like, in two years, it's gone, it's out. But it's getting to the six to seven to eight-year cycle is well, what they're actually you got going four for. years. Yeah, you got four years left, basically. 2027, roughly, maybe 2028 the latest, but I would guess winter 2027, we'll see the next PlayStation. And that tracks with what all the current other systems have been doing. And then, of course, that also tracks with the fact that we'll get the pro version this fall or winter, which will give us then two and a half, three years before, you know, the next system, which is exactly what happened last generation. So this all makes sense. And I agree wholeheartedly with you. If you look at the buzz line, it makes it seem like we've got a year or two left tops with the PlayStation 5. And that gets everybody all riled up going. And that was the thing. when Even when I read the buzz line, I went, well, they must mean that the Pro is coming really soon. So if the PS5 is over, it's time for the Pro to have its mm-hmm. its life cycle now, which if rumors and new innuendos are to be believed that will be coming down the pipeline soon, I don't believe it, and I'm never going to buy it. I'm never going to do it. We had this discussion You're not going to buy it? Are you serious? Well, we said there's two, there's two things that would make me buy it. Listen to the old episodes, listeners, and you'll find out what they were. So if it if it doesn't do both of those things, why would I do it? Because when I, first off, also when I when I saw this thing, I went, you know, I feel like I'm just PS5 is finally just hitting its stride with actual games that are only released. Like two of the releases I talked about are finally only released for current gen consoles. It's only been like a couple months since I've been able to say that. A lot of stuff is PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series. It's too late to even talk about it, even in the vague terms. You have to put it up on a headline. It's finally getting, like, good, good. Like, real good. It still isn't, though, man. I've been disappointed the whole time. Hey, guy, do you, did you spend a ton of money to get your 4K and 120 hertz and better and all this stuff? I did. Yeah, you can't use it. Do you want performance mode so it runs at 60 frames per second or better? Yeah, I do, of course. Do you want 4K? Of course, I do. You can't have it. Pick one. Do you want 60 frames or do you want 4K? Boom, disappointed instantly. I'm mad. I've been sad with it the entire time because I bought all this stuff to have the best of the best. And then they promised 8K. We're not even, we're not even, literally we're not even there. It's it's a dream. It ain't even real. They said 8K. None of it's there. You just need to upgrade your PC more, dude. You know, PC gamers actually, uh, you know, any game that looks good on console is actually garbage poop. You just need to get your... 5070 or 5090 or 970, 90. I mean, I could go that route, but the PlayStation has said they could go up to 8K and all this stuff. So 
You know, I'd like to see that. What a fool to believe that a console would do anything. Just be a PC man. Just be a PC no, man. You'd already see, be doing going it. To, you're going against me just to go against me. That's not fun. Come on. I'm just you saying. Know it's true. Come on now. Come on. They shouldn't have to compromise the performance slash graphics mode. It, it's just, that's such a bummer to me. And I wish they would have advertised that, like, from the word go. Hey, guys, new system's coming out. However, we won't actually be able to do everything. You're going to have to pick this entire generation, whether you want performance or you want graphics, because we can't do both on this machine. I still bought PlayStation. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not like I not, not got it, but still, it was a bummer. And that's that's why I got high hopes for the Pro. You know, I really hope it, it solves that problem, because I bought all this stuff. I have... The screens, I have the cool stuff for it and all this, and and I don't get to heaven. And I'm like, damn, uh, bummer. Yeah, but That's why we I discussed that overall, when we talked about the pro. Yeah, we did discuss that. So go check out that episode and listen to what Matt wants. But you won't. You're not going to go back to listen to that episode. You, you won't even be able to find it unless Matt actually puts in the things so you can easily just go click on it and find it. The listeners remember. They remember that that is one of the things that we actually discussed is not having to switch between one and the other. Mm-hmm. And I said, I if that's there and the other thing is there, then I'm going to get it regardless. I know. That's they already the know. I know they know. And I know you know. But that's also why I got mad because you're just fucking with it, even though you actually agree with it. So, anywho, is the last piece of this news, folks, is no major Sony franchise game is coming until April 2025 or later. So if you thought you was getting some first-party game, you're not. They came out and said it. It ain't happening. You're going to be relying on third parties, etc., or remakes slash, you know, remasters up until at least April 2025. That doesn't bug me one bit. Uh, some people are pretty upset about it. Some people are wondering what the hell's going on. Why has there been no first-party titles except for, like, Spider-Man, basically? It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Some people say they don't care either because there's such a deluge of just awesome games. And I'm in agreement with them. We got so many good games. PlayStation can save their stuff. They don't have to put anything out. There's there's just so much to play and do right now on your console. Why why be in a hurry to get to the next first party game from PlayStation when it'll come? And I'm sure they'll be great. You got so many good studios there creating who and God knows what. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, there's no need to rush for me. Now you know I agree with you because anytime this is brought up for the other party. I say the same thing, mm-hmm. but I think it's hilarious that if Xbox doesn't have a first-party game all year, everyone goes, what's Xbox doing? What's it even mean for Microsoft? Hey, Sony's not going to have any big first-party games for a, a whole year. That's okay, though. We all we all like it. It's cool. That's all right. We got games. So does Xbox. Xbox has games, too. So, again, I agree with you. I, there's too many games to play right now anyway. I couldn't even play God of War Ragnarok if I tried, let alone Ragnarok 2, let alone Returnal 2, let alone I don't even know what else they have access to, Horizon 7, whatever. I couldn't even play it right now well, anyway. Ben Studio? Like, what the hell's Ben Studio doing? You know, I'd be real curious. So I have no room for anything anyway, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's always been fine anytime this has come up for the other side of the pond. But other people say... It's not fine over there, but it's fine over here. It just, that bugs me. That bugs me, but it's all fine because third party gaming is alive and well. It's busting, it's popping. You saw, I had three releases. It's awesome. It's good times. 
Even though one of them's the first party, it's fine. You don't understand what I'm saying. In the defense of the trolls and idiots, there are quite a few people mad about there not being first party games for PlayStation. They're saying, why'd they buy the system when it's basically been a year and a half since they've had any but one first party release? So so they are crying. There's some, there's some crying. There's some tears if you want to go out and collect them. Hey, Last of Us 2, part two, two. That's a two, remaster. Two part, remake, part two, you know, two. Yeah, it's there. Hey, man, it's, it's the best game I've ever played in my whole life. I love so, it. Great I'm just saying, there's tears to be had, and we can go eat them up, man. Game of the Year 2024, <laughs> I'm telling you. Remaster. It is not going to be that. I can <laughs> promise you, for sure, it ain't going to be that. So there's not too much to say on that, but just so you all know, hey, you ain't, you ain't getting first-party games for a while, so go enjoy some other stuff and have a great time out there in the PlayStation world. And last, but not least today, Matt, which you were very nonplussed about, but we'll we'll talk about it anyway, Microsoft had their little business podcast update today. And, of course, the big address of the day was the leaks that came out, saying that uh, Xbox exclusive games were going to be coming to PlayStation slash Switch, etc., well, they confirmed it. They did confirm that four games are coming. They wouldn't name them because they want to let the developers of said games and their partners announce those titles. But then they also discluded a couple that were on the list and then talked about two of them that being certain kind of games and the two of them being certain other kinds of games, which basically pinpoints what the games are. So kind of just gave it away anyway. And they went on to talk a lot about how it makes business sense to do this you know, looking at the strategy for Xbox in the future. Uh, but it won't be all games. We understand this. We understand that. Yeah, Matt's, he's already doing it. He's already, he's falling asleep. But he was doing what I wanted to do at first. He was juking. He was jiving. He was just kind of maneuvering. He's like going down a river, just dodging the rocks. Just going with it, going with the flow. And that's exactly what this meeting was. It was just a, the, the freaking Phil Spencer, uh, Matt Booty, and was it Sarah... Ah, uh, Bonds or something. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. I forget the name. It was three three of the big wigs and, of course, Tina Amini talking, you know, hosting the whole thing. And it was just them. Big wig talking, Matt. Big wig talking. I love it. They came out there and they said a lot and they said nothing. And it was so glorious to me. I love it when they can come out and just give you all this comfort, give you all this this candy. But the candy's got no flavor. There's nothing there, but you still eat it. And you're like, oh, thanks for the candy, Phil. You're really making me feel better. But gosh, there's no sustenance here. Nothing here that's really changing anything that uh, we're we're talking about. So I think this presentation was like 25 minutes, Yeah, roughly. about 25 minutes. I'll tell you, listeners, turn it off after. As soon as they say like uh, Starfield and Indiana Jones, as soon as they say those words, like five minutes those in, two. turn mm-hmm. it off. Because they do drop the hints about, obviously, like, Sea of Thieves is coming, based on the stuff they say. Two community-based games and two smaller games that weren't supposed to be console exclusive, but kind of... Blah, 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 blah. But then after that, I'm just going to be upfront with the listeners. Business BS talk, mm-hmm. I just my brain turns off, I just start ignoring it. Oh, when... How do we want to position Xbox as the vision of... How are we supposed to see Xbox in the future as Microsoft gamers? As soon as that lady asked that question, I mean, they were already in the business BS talk. As soon as she asked that question, it was like that Xbox podcast that they did after Redfall came out. It went, how are we supposed to feel about this as Xbox gamers? What does that mean? Have a brain, have a thought for yourself. How are we going to position Xbox? It doesn't matter. I don't care how it's positioned in the business landscape of visionary mission statements. Is Xbox going to be a cool place to play games? Yeah. Is Game Pass still going to be really cool? You're going to have them day one on Game Pass? Yeah. Tell me that. 
I don't know. Don't give me business BS nonsense. I zone out. I fall asleep. I don't care about it. I just double talk around, do this, do that. No, I'm not. I'm not about it. I don't like it. See, I love it just for the art of it. I'm a talker myself, and I enjoy a good story. So I listened in, and you know what? There is a takeaway here, man. Through all that jargon and BS, they are a hundred percent going to move away and become something that just produces games for everything and everybody. The money's in it. It's going to happen. And right now, they're not going to do it. Right now, it doesn't make sense. They need to keep that Xbox-exclusive player base happy as well. But guarantee you me, with the way they were talking, in the future, distant future, mind you, it's not coming up soon, they will just become a publisher that puts all their games wherever it fits. And I'm sure they'll still have an Xbox. Don't get me wrong. But it'll just be like a hub for you to play on. And you can go play on another hub and play their games. They want to make money where it makes sense. And they told you, even in the BS, they want the games to be everywhere that people want to play them so they can make as much money as humanly possible. And that makes sense. It just makes sense. It just bothers me that they have to have a weird business BS conversation about it. I agree. When Phil Spencer has been on like three separate podcasts, literally saying, we want to just be a service that puts all these awesome games in everybody's hands. He said it. Mm -hmm. Like literally, not in business board meeting podcasts, but in podcasts with idiots like you and me, Mm -hmm. just regular dummies. And he goes, yeah, that's what we want to kind of move to in the future. doesn't make sense right now, but that's where we're going to go. And then you and me, dummies, have a podcast where where we talk about him saying that and us both going... This is a great idea. This is great. More games everywhere. More games access. All the things we've said like 18 times. So why have the mission statement, vision statement? Do that at the board meeting. Yeah, you do that for the trustees and the... I don't want to sound like I'm mad, but like, don't put it out like, hey guys, check out this podcast where we hemming and fremming. I don't like it. I don't like it. I agree overall, but like I said, I can't help but enjoy a good... A good story, you know what I mean? It just it entertains me, just shooting around, just talking about absolutely nothing, but making it sound so cool and fun, and like you're a part of something. It, it was something else. But I, I overall am 100% with you, man. Nothing was said. It was just ridiculousness and just yap, 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 for no real reason. One of the only actual things that did get said, it's something we already knew about because they've talked about it. Like, as soon as they acquired Activision Blizzard officially, Activision said, you're not going to get our stuff. And Xbox says, yeah, starting in March, you're going to start getting stuff. Hey, they did mention Diablo 4 coming to Game Pass March 28th, March 21st, something like that. Yeah, something in that range. I don't like Diablo, so I kind of started falling asleep there anyway. But that's something that was actually said. Hey, it's going to start coming. It's starting with this. Boom, there you go. At least an actual piece of news. And, I mean, I guess you can say... Not Starfield and not Indiana Jones is news, but it's news by omission. This is an actual, like, this is coming. It's, look, here's an announcement. Not an announcement of no. Mm-hmm. Here's an announcement of yes. Yeah. So a lot of hubbubaloo for mostly nothing except for the Diablo 4 announcement. And the little snippet that you are not getting Starfield or Indiana Jones on the PlayStation, which was, you know, one of the big rumors going around. But we already know what the other games are. I won't see them here, I guess. I'll just leave it for a surprise for you if you are. haven't paid attention and don't know. But there you go. Microsoft did a thing. Oh, and the last little tidbit. They're going to be back in June for another big uh, showcase showing off all sorts of games and stuff. 
But you could have expected that anyway because it's June. It's time for the big summer fest, all the good stuff. It's time for E3, you know? C3 yeah, time. time for, Here we go. You know, not E3 anymore, but, you know, our Lord and Savior, uh, Keeley, man, he'll he'll do something, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, Summer Game Fest is fine, but just, It's man. fine. It's not my favorite, though. It's too much. It's spread out everywhere. I, I can't pay attention to it all. And like we just say with gaming, with exclusivity, hey, if only one zone is the spot for it, uh, that wouldn't it be better if there were two zones? Wouldn't it be better if there were three zones? Wouldn't it be better if you could choose how you wanted to get your stuff? Instead, you only you only come down this water slide. That's the only way into the pool. You got to come down this slide. But what if I want to slide with a loop-de-loop? What if I want a slide that has an open top? Nope. You, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it when it condenses down into a funnel because I saw that happen with wrestling and it got really bad for a long time. Now it's opened up again. Now you got all kinds of water slides. Any kind of water slide you want to go down, you can do it and it's better for everybody. So there you go. That, that's, that's just a, a random side tangent for me of just when you say only Jeff Keeley can tell us how things go. That's why I sigh. Summer Games Fest is great. Game Awards are great. He does a great job, but it's just... He's the only game in town. I don't like that kind of stuff. He came and ate everybody up, man. I mean, he destroyed E3. He ate the other people out of the water. He's a big old shark. He's doing what he does, you know, until somebody can come and stab him a few times and put him back down a little bit or whatever. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending, this is what we get. Shoot a couple of those big old barrels into him, bring him up to the surface. You know, I've seen Jaws. I've seen Jaws. Yeah, we've seen how that goes. Smile, you son of a bitch. Now that's but you know he does a decent job, so I, I won't I won't bat him too much. He does a pretty good job. He really loves games. So Jeff Keeley, thanks for your you know hard work out there. But I do agree with you overall. It's great that if other sources are also giving you stuff, but I feel like that's going away, and maybe it'll lead to a wrestling situation just like you talked about. But who knows, Matt? There's a lot of future stuff. It's weird. I don't like it. But hey, what about you out there in podcast listener land? Do you like it? Are you are you Jeff Keeley? Are you mad at me right now? I don't hate you, dude. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But regardless, if you got some feedback for us, questions, comments, concerns, if you just want to say hi, if you want to mailbag us, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, Twitter machine at thirdshiftme, find us on Facebook on the Third Shift, Discord, Patreon, Twitch. Hey, I got a new setup thing over here that might help me do the twitching a little better and a little more easier and a little more funsy-wonsy. So check that out. Maybe coming up soon, if I can think of one of these 18 games to stream. Maybe I'll just get Dune set up and I'll just have a just chatting stream Don't do that. where I'm just no flying around, and all you guys have to come in and entertain. No, no it's you can come balloon. in, you can come in, and you'll be like, do a barrel roll, and I'll do a barrel roll, and you'll be like, huh, flying into the sandstorm. And I'll go, chat says I got flying in the sandstorm. Here we go, chat, 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 chat. Don't do that. You know, go play some Grand Blue. It's a shorter game, colorful, fun. It's a game you probably wouldn't play normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me start playing a game I wouldn't probably play normally when there's a million games I would play normally. But it might get you back to understanding that these RPGs are actually great instead of you having this image of them and, and saying, nah, they can't be good because I didn't like the Tales of, was it Vesperia or Bursaria that we didn't like? I don't remember anymore. Zillia. Whatever one that was. Zillia. One of those, we mean, you've both fell asleep constantly playing. You know, I got to get you out of that rut because you're like, oh, yeah, you've pegged these games as sleepers now. I'm like they're not all like that one. Was it? They're 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 good. They're fun. There's some fun in them. 
It's good stuff there. Don't don't just put it all in that bucket so you can avoid playing them for the rest of your life. Don't do it. I'm never going to play an anime RPG ever again. Never. Yeah, I've never, never said that. But starting now, that's the hill I'm uh, going to die on because you you made it sound like it, so I'm just going to make it happen. Rah. Don't do this to me. You see, he's being argumentative. You know, he's grumpy because he's got to go to work tomorrow, folks. Don't mind Matt. He'll come around. Weekend hits. He'll be happier. And he'll say nice things, not hateful, mean things like that. It's just... I mean, in the meanwhile, you could cheer me up and go give us some mailbag questions and say, hey, Eric, don't be sad because Matt says hateful things about the anime, RPGs, and stuff. Or you can go over to Patreon and say, you know what? You guys are a good time. You're a, you're a hoot. You're a holler. We enjoy you. Throw a buck in, two bucks, three bucks, any kind of bucks. Very much appreciated. Helps keep the lights on, pay the bills, get us things and such that we need to keep the show running and uh, playing games, you know, just for uh, for realsies. If you can't, though, you know, throw a buck in, two bucks. As I already said, you can do the mailbags. You can go give us five-star ratings on Spotify, on iTunes, and I'm sure there's other places to do that as well, but those are two of the big ones. It'd be greatly appreciated if you did such things. I'm telling you, please do it. And Matt's checking his earbuds. He hears all sorts of chaotic noises, and so am I. And it's a story probably for next week because I can't allow the thing that's happening to hear him. So it's a whole thing. There's a whole story that's going on right now, Matt, and I can't wait to tell you about it. It's very, very odd. Yeah, the weekend was great, and now it's not. But what what will be great is you listening to the very next episode, which will be dropping on iTunes and Stitcher on Poppy and Spotify and on YouTube on or around the 22nd of February. And I did it out of order, so I don't know what I'm going to say. As I always say, hey, mm-hmm. if you like what we're doing, like to help us out, you know, give us a like, a rating, a view, comment, a subscription. And you got a good thing on any of those good services because uh, it does help us out. Really, really do appreciate it. Matt does. Once again, Matt does appreciate it, folks. But he's, he's got one more day. He's got another day of work. And he hears some unpleasant things. And he's just a sad banana. But he'll be happier if he sees that mailbag question from you. I promise you that. He'll just he'll text it and we'll be all happy and we'll do the whole dance. It'll be great. And if you haven't forgotten, if you give us eye star, uh, the uh, eye stars, if you give those eye stars on the eye something, whatever that device is, it helps us out. Well, see, I was gonna say eye stars, like you know those animes where they have like the weird pupils, like mm-hmm. they got like or they got like the little star that's like next to the pupil. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying, like the yep. give ching. us those eye stars, like ching. V, and then a little ching, live star. You know how it is. That would brighten my day, and that brighten Matt's day, too. Or go to iTunes and give us the five-star ratings. That would also brighten our day, and that would also give us the energy that we need to get past this chaotic craziness that is happening. promise you that. I'll tell you about it next week, but you got to wait till next week to hear about it. I'm not even mad about going to work, because I don't think about it until, like, 10 o'clock when it's time to go to bed. I'm just like, oh, yeah, work. Yeah, oh well, time to go to bed anyway. Do, 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 do. But hey, I'm excited to put this thing on. I keep talking straight into the microphone because I keep looking at the thing. I'm excited to put this thing on, edit the podcast, have a great rest of the night. So you out there in podcast listening land, have a great rest of your night or day or afternoon or have a great rest of your, I won't say a great rest of your life because then it sounds like I'm either going to kill you or you're leaving forever. But have a great, great time until next time. When until that time there will still be nothing else to say, but I don't know what I'm doing. Just don't forget to say it. That's all I got. Don't forget to say it, folks. It's over. Just don't forget to say it, folks. Shush.
Shut up and sit down.